Welcome to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Basim Hamdi. He is with Procore, a construction software company. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Basim Hamdi. He's at Procore. And uh, Basim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And really appreciate being here. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So tell us about what Procore does and what you do specifically. So let me tell you a little bit about Procore. Um, 15 years uh, overnight success. We're, uh, we're project management software that really electrifies a job site and a construction company to build better, essentially. Um, so anything from document and drawing management all the way through to cost controls. Okay, so that's not that's not exactly exciting. Why don't you give it? Why don't you do like the? <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Well, okay. So, so 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 explain to me. Explain to me why I would be excited about this if I were if I were a guy who's building something. Well, a couple of things. I think people are naturally not excited by construction technology, but if you think about how large this industry is and everything we do is affected by construction, mm-hmm. people should get excited. I think when we interview folks. So we're in Carpinteria, California, this small town just south of Santa Barbara. So we're not in the Bay Area, but we're over a thousand employees. And when we interview folks from the Bay Area, they're like, "Well, I want to be on the next messaging app, or I want to be on, you know, whatever the next social app is. Who knows?" And we're talking about construction software. The one trigger point that people don't get is we're building software that builds the world. And the way construction companies have built really didn't change until about 2012. Believe it or not, is when the uh, internet got to the job site. Mm -hmm. So think about how long a lag time there was. So there's a saying around Procore. It's not that construction was slow to pick up technology. It was technology didn't get construction and now it's getting it. And I think that's what's exciting. Okay. So what did, what did tech, what did construction look like before uh, folks like you got a hold of it? Paper, pen, literally post-it notes. Some construction sites still look like this, John. Uh, this something called slip sheet where you'd like literally make a change on a drawing. You know, you might be building a $300 million, $400 million project and you'd literally make a change on a piece of paper and like staple it into a drawing set and hope and pray that everybody that was building that day actually saw that change. Or you know what they do? They build the wrong thing, mm-hmm. which still happens and they tear it down and build it again. So that lack of connectivity, the fact that everything was manual, Um, You can go into some job site trailers and still see just piles of paper on desks, dusty, who knows what's being built, essentially. Okay, so yes, that's interesting. So what... How does anything get done? I mean, the it's it seems to me like it seems to me like this 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 has only just changed over the past few over the past decade, I suppose. Like, why doesn't everything just fall down? (laughs) That's a really good question Um, because it gets worse because everything in construction is a prototype. So everything's only built ever once. There's a little bit of offsite construction that happens where you manufacture something and you Mm -hmm. Lego set it together. But literally every construction project is custom. 
And then every construction project has a bunch of people that never have worked together before. They literally are coming together. They don't work for the same company. They're architects, engineers, arch um, construction companies, subcontractors that have all just come together. Uh, so it's kind of, it feels like chaos. The way it works is that there's this tribal knowledge of every human that would go to the job site and they would, you know, they had 20, 30 years experience and they just knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, what happened in 2008, 2009, the economy tanked and a whole bunch of people left the construction industry because construction shrunk severely. So that tribal knowledge started to slip away. Quite frankly, these people just left the industry. Okay. So now you got new kids that are churning into the construction because trades is a well-paying job. and Maybe they don't want to have a quarter of a million dollar or more debt when they leave school. So they're going into construction. They just don't know how to do it. So technology like Procore is helping them automate because – you know that tribal knowledge is slipping away. Okay, so the so the so before it was basically like I, I mean I, the house that I'm sitting in now is like built in 1923, and yeah, those trust me. yeah and those guys have been those guys worked together in 1923 for for years and they kind of worked together. But but in this but you're saying that that's changed or has it has it improved? Uh, or I mean has it has it gotten worse uh, in that in that you you bring these people together to build a house? What, what ended up happening getting worse in the more modern age is the, the litigation stage mm -hmm. of construction. I mean, that's what got worse. If everybody could just go, you know, balls to the wall and just go and build something, they, um, without any concern, uh, that was, those were probably pretty good days. Now there's just a bunch of cover your ass documents that you got to throw out there to ensure that, you know, that was in my fault, that was somebody else's fault. And so that kind of, you know, litigation phase of the project was what slowed a lot of things down. But if you think back to the Empire State Building, we built the Empire State Building with paper and, you know, something called a spec book. So a bunch of drawings and a spec book. And that spec book it was the instruction manual and the drawings, is the, you know, the schematic. And you got these really highly skilled craftsmen that went to work early and, you know, instructed the trades on what to do that day. Uh -huh. So there's like literally verbal communication. What ended up happening with technology for a short period of time is that we went to nonverbal communication. We went to just tracking stuff in grids and spreadsheets. That's literally what we have. We thought, oh, you know what? If we don't talk to anybody and just get, you know, do a whole bunch of spreadsheets, things will get better and actually got worse. So productivity didn't improve on the job site in construction. Everybody, you know, hears those surveys. The construction productivity actually went down. Uh -huh. And I think part of that was like really bad technology going to the trailer and uh, the lack of communication and lack of skills. Okay. So what happens next? What is, what does construction look like uh, in the future? So if I'm, if I'm sitting in a 1923 house that was built essentially by hand by like a team, exactly. of, a team of immigrants, essentially, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, who had, who had deep knowledge that they, they brought with them from, from Europe, I, th I would argue. Uh, sure. There's all kinds of crazy plasterings and all this weird stuff that they put in here. Um, cool. but, I haven't received my invite to your house yet. Oh well, you, we'll can, you can come out. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a barbecue. <laughs> I'm making rope viejo to this this uh, right now, so you can have some uh, you can have some of that when I get, when I'm done. Yeah. Um, the what is what does the future house look like? Is it is it prefab? Is a does a robot build it? What happens? You know, I, there, I think there's there's a step. Be, I, I'm big into automated building and off-site construction, but there's a step in between. So, you know, two construction workers die every day on a construction site. Okay. Oh my I God. mean, that's, it's mind blowing, right? And it's the, one of the most dangerous jobs out there. 
And um, we what like what are we doing? First of all, nobody knows this, or very few people know this. And then like what are we doing about it? So a couple of things that tie into safety. <clears throat> if you think about it, if I show up at a job site today or last week specifically in Phoenix, it's 120 degrees. Mm-hmm. When you're on a job site, it's hotter. So either you're not building or building at night, or you might build like there's a little bit of overlap. You might start at four in the morning. There's a little bit of overlap, eight to ten a.m. Think about how hot a human can get doing that and giving them an early warning system of or giving the trailer or giving their boss an early warning system of telling them to take a break, drink water. So these like wearable functions of telling folks that they're about to do something unsafe, I think is kind of the first step. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's 20 years in the future. I think hopefully it's less. But just think about a world where if I don't have a certification to operate a piece of equipment, I shouldn't be able to turn on that piece of equipment. Um, you shouldn't be able to turn the key. And there are there's technology that Procore is integrating with and others that allow you to kind of plug in wearables. First thing is safety. Just make sure these guys are not going and girls are not going through and getting really sick on site and about to have a you know a heat stroke mm-hmm. or doing something really unsafe. I think that's kind of the first like the gateway drug into you know deeper tech. But if you want to go 20 years in the future, I really see before robots get there. I see exoskeletons showing up on construction workers, being able to lift better without repetitive stress disorders. Mm-hmm. So I think, <clears throat> I, you know, it's not going to be an Iron Man suit, but it's going to be something. There are a few companies out there that are already doing this, but there, it's something where you could literally increase your strength ratio. And with a fall with the right exoskeleton, it would actually reduce your injury. So just seeing that, enabling the worker to work a little bit faster and safer i think the exoskeleton is going to be on the job site okay so the so so before before we have drones like splattering uh splattering concrete everywhere you're going to have yeah. a guy walking around like an alien yeah like okay. you, like uh yeah, yeah exactly. sigourney weaver sure okay that's very cool so uh, um, what yeah, go what's it going to take to what's it going to take to get there is d- does the industry care enough two people die a day and which is just wild and the, and the fact that the fact that this still goes on on a daily basis is also mind blowing. Does the industry care enough to invest that kind of te- into that kind of technology? Uh, they got it. Um, I, I think you know you get. So you're in New York, and I cut my teeth in New York construction. New York construction's really. I've been in construction software, believe it or not, for 18 years. But mm-hmm. New York construction um, is cool. It's different. It's you know it's expensive. You go to Florida, where labor's cheaper, and the unions haven't permeated. They care a little bit less. Where where everybody wants to care more is, you know, let's hit everybody in the pocketbook. Somebody forward thinking is going to take over or start a construction company that focuses only on this. And they're going to start putting up projects faster and cheaper than other folks. And then the other construction companies are going to be like, we got to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about how distributed, you know, how many phone manufacturers can you mention? Like a handful there's thousands of construction companies, okay. thousands. There's never been a duality. There's no Coke and Pepsi. It's just there are thousands and thousands of construction companies. If somebody can go and figure this out, um, I think they're going to own the industry. So, yeah, I think there's a reason to do it. Is there, is there, a, con, is there a future for like a construction site OS, like a, like a, like a Windows for construction? Interesting you mentioned that. Um, I don't know if that was just a softball, but uh, no, Procore no, release. Well, I, I, I don't, don't don't say don't say it's Procore. Just say it's like okay. Is it um, yes? There is 
there is a need on construction sites that um, that where we can process more data mm-hmm. and connect to things. So if you think about, um, I mean, it's the simplest way to explain it for folks not in the industry. Construction has been an ERP-driven industry. So mm-hmm. everybody kind of knows what ERP is. It's accounting software that has a whole bunch of plugins. So it's all you know. It's a lumpy software package. Accounting systems aren't pretty, and they don't generally um, drive a lot of productivity in the trailer or in the field. So that's construction's history. Construction companies traditionally handle a ton of money, and you know, cash goes in, cash goes out to subcontractors. So they thought in in accounting ease. So you know, come a few years ago, um, marketplaces start popping up in the construction space. And of course, Broker had one. And um, over time, we are actually at this point, one of the few that just turned on on the switch and said, you know, forget it, we're going to completely open up our API, we're going to accept valid integrations, whether they overlap with our tech or not. And essentially, start building more of a, you know, platform a vertical platform for construction. So it's more, it's transitioning construction out of accounting world into something more like Salesforce, Mm -hmm. which is a lot more logical because you're hitting the person that's driving the revenue first with the better technology. You're going to the construction guy, giving them an iPhone and getting them to work better. And then the collective data that is provided here is the ability to eventually be predictive. And it's cool to see we actually started work playing with a little bit of AI. And it's cool to see what you might be able to predict with scale uh, cloud data. And whether or not, you know, can we predict an unsafe job site? Can we predict a bunch of conditions at the very base level that result in an unsafe job site and then warn people of that? And then with at scale data, be able to overlay a good project versus a bad project. That's super exciting. I mean, it sounds very boring, but it is actually really exciting. Well, no, that it sounds, you can say that, that there you, are dollars you, that are going to be wasted. Well, you can you can point to a job site and you can say this is going to be a this is going to be a problem and this is not going to be a problem, right? Right. Yeah, and that's kind of it. and that's that's where at scale cloud data happens. I mean, I'm not to talk about a company, but there is a ton of um, competitors, smaller ones that you know mm-hmm. even install with like a CD. Well, that's yeah. I mean, you don't get that benefit of at scale data. Um, because there's no master cloud-based database, which you know a company like Procore has. Okay. So ultimately, what is the what is the work site of the future look like? What is what is construction of the future look like? Twenty I years. Twenty 20, years up. Twenty years up. I think you're going to see a couple of things. You're you're going to see deeper, deeper uh, integration of offsite construction, which is taking you know factory OS is a startup. And they're doing some work out, and they just t- took an old shipbuilding factory, and they're actually building modular uh, mm-hmm. construction projects. Um, so moving part, I don't think it's all going to go modular because you know people like their custom looking feel, they like their plaster, but certain things you can build offsite cheaply, box it, and you know Lego set it on the construction site. So I think offsite construction is in 20 years, hopefully going to cut out a huge portion of uh, some of the waste that happens on construction sites. And, you know, construction could also use benefit from other manufacturing discussion points like just-in-time delivery of equipment and Mm -hmm. materials. Um, I think those types of things start first, you know, where I'm not buying, you know, 10,000 of X and waiting 
and waiting and you know construction still gets rained out you know i'm like i'm like you know i think the only other industry is baseball or mm-hmm. something gets rained out so you gotta wait and wait but off-site you got in the factory pop under the truck drop it off and plug it in i mean there are absolutely great advantages to modular and manufactured parts of the project and still having a custom look and feel what That's happens one big part of it. what happens to all the folks on the job sites um, they still have to install. I think you, okay. you start going to an installation model and there, and the, we don't have enough construction workers anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to tell you, there's a massive labor shortage. Three years ago, you talked to a president of a construction company and he or she would say, you know, I'm worried about getting enough work. And then now today it's, I'm worried about delivering the amount of work I have. Wow. Okay. So we got to get better at this. All right. Fascinating. Where can, uh, where can people find out a little bit more about, uh, what you guys are working on? Uh, you know, go to Procore.com. It's uh, it's a great encapsulation of our entire history and web, you know, and product lines. But there is something that we're doing um, with the Mike Rowe Foundation. Mike Rowe Works. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody knows Mike Rowe, sure, Dirty sure. Jobs and such. Um, we're doing Hard Hat Hero, and we feel that their re- construction workers are known as the guys on the stoop screaming at people. Uh, that's a totally you know different world. Construction workers go out there. They wake up early. They support their family. So Hard Hat Hero is the opportunity for people to nominate, you know, their grandmother, their grandfather, their dad, their their wife, what have you. Just go to Procore.com forward slash hero, somebody in construction um, that you love and want to nominate. There's some great nominations there already. Voting is already open and they get uh, the Hard Hat Hero gets to win a prize, come to beautiful Santa Barbara and actually uh, gets an opportunity to meet Mike Rowe uh, oh, at, a, at a large event. So. Check that out and check out Procore. All right, very cool. Uh, Basim, thank you for joining us on Technotopia. Uh, Appreciate it. It's been a uh, been a fun conversation. This is Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. Thanks, John. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus.